All right, welcome to the Suited for Good podcast. This is going to be our first episode, uh, kind of an introductory ep- episode, and I've got uh, Bart Stringham here. I'm, I'm BJ Stringham. Uh, Bart's my dad. I'm actually named after him. I'm Barton Jr. He's Bart. And between uh, Bart, me, and my brother Brandon, we own and operate UWM Men's Shop and Tom Knox Men's Shops. And we also started Suited for Good. So I've got Bart here with me. We thought we'd do an introductory podcast to, to kind of let people know what the program is about and also just maybe foreshadow what they could expect to hear on the, the podcast. So, you know, we'll just jump right into it. And Dad, how you doing? Doing good. Getting me up early. I like it. Nice. Well, you're, you're an early bird anyway. Um, so maybe I could just kind of ask you a couple questions about uh, – your history with the company and and uh, yeah, tell me tell me at what age you started working here and and just give me a just kind of a brief history of your <laughs> your life with the company. Well, you know, I I think when you just asked me that question, I'm 69 years old, and I remember when when uh, my dad would uh, have my brother and I uh, when the custodian would go on vacation for two weeks, so I was probably started around eight, nine, or ten, I would come up and clean bathrooms, sweep floors, clean up the tailor shop. I knew which tailors were slobs and which tailors were neat just by the stuff they had around their, their sewing machines. So I've been associated with this business, of course, my entire life and uh, started working, uh, uh, helping out. We'd, uh, we always did inventory also on, on New Year's Day we would come when no one was here, the entire family, we would do inventory. And then afterwards, uh, we'd uh, have dinner and or go to a movie or do something fun because I think that's the only way my dad could con us into coming. So I've been involved with ever since I can remember. Um, so does that answer your question? Well, yeah, it gives me the early days. Um, so when did you start full-time working at the company. I, I started full-time, well, I, I, let me say, I started part-time uh, when I was in high school. I was a sophomore in high school, and my, my brother uh, had been here, Brian, he was three years older than me, and he had left to go on a mission, and the day he left, I came and started working. So from so 16... So after school, or what? When yeah, on Saturdays. On no, Saturdays. not after school, just Saturdays. Saturdays, uh, holidays, uh, things like that, no. Uh, and then I, I was active in sports, so I didn't, not all, all the Saturdays, I did a lot, but I did work quite a bit. And then full time, um, when, uh, when I came home off a mission, I was, uh, well, actually after high school, and I, I was attending the University of Utah, I think I was pretty much full time all the time, uh, even with school. I, had, I, I worked a lot, went to school. Went to school in the mornings, worked all afternoon, every day. So I was probably full-time from about uh, before my mission and then obviously after, too. So I've been doing this a long time. Even when I was at school, I worked full-time. So, I mean, that's 40-plus, 50 years of, uh, of working in this company. What would you say, um, you know, as far as the, the product offering, how has that changed over the last few years, I mean, over, over your lifetime? Well, over the li- my lifetime, it's changed 
uh, quite a bit, just um, not so much the, the, the aspect of quality. It, whatever we've carried has always been the best quality we could get. But we were predominant. We did a lot of Pendleton products, uh, Woolrich, a lot of things associated with the name Utah Woolen Mills. And we did blankets, and, 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 uh, but very nice worsted wool suits from all over the world, and a lot of custom. We did a lot of that. But um, the mix was a little different in those days, you know, heavy into wool sweaters and cashmere and things like that, more of a, a woolly, warm kind of store. Um, we, we, we started breaking into the fashion uh, where, you know, the blankets and the Woolrich and the Pendleton became more commodities, and we, we kind of like to specialize in, in better clothing, as you know, uh, uh, high-end clothing. Uh, that fits and that feels good and and you can tell a difference when you see somebody wearing a suit from our store so we really kind of got into better clothing suits sport coats pants high-end sweaters nice jackets overcoats uh, even shoes so we it, it changed quite a bit actually yeah I mean the f people looking at the business today I mean it's it's definitely a high-end men's shop of high-end men's clothing suits and and specialty and tailoring and customized fits and all that and and from my understanding I mean I remember when I started in the business there there we always had that just nice high-end men's clothing but we also had a mix of blankets and like you said like kind of the you know heritage of wool and mills yeah um, and then obviously with the the name change to UWM for Utah wool and mills but UWM men's shop uh, and like you said now we've become super specialized in and the high-end men's clothing. So tell me, uh, you know, tell me, I know, uh, you know, our family history uh, runs deep in the Utah Valley, and I know uh, entrepreneurship runs in our family, and uh, I know giving back has ran, ran in our family. Um, I, I've heard lots of stories of Grandpa, your dad, and also his father, and, uh, you know, maybe share a couple of those stories with of them of kind of, things that, that kind of they did that, that weren't really seen. Yeah. Well, my granddad, I didn't know him. Um, I, I, he died when I was three years old. But I've always heard my dad tell stories about how my, my, my granddad, uh, Bryant, would give jobs to people who just needed a job. He would find a place for people. He found a place for his uncle that was an engineer but couldn't find a job. Um, uh, Evans uh, that did the spoken word um, I can't remember who he was but gave him a job uh, just gave people jobs to help him and so a lot of times uh, would uh, not let anybody know but you know get money to them in an envelope from anonymous sources he was a very generous and he wanted everyone to be successful because he really believed that if they were successful he would be and my dad followed suit uh, I, I know many times the young lady that I've worked with here Laura always says, I've never seen your dad. He's just so generous. He does so many things. Nobody has a clue what he does. He likes to do it, you know, uh, so nobody does know. But the money and the opportunities and wants to help people. And, and yeah, so it's in our family. It's, it's, it's kind of fun to do things uh, without all the, the hoopla and recognition, but just to see the joy on people's faces when they see their potential. I love it. Well, that, that, that's a nice segue um, to kind of uh, what Suda for Good has become for us and for me, you, and Brandon, uh, you know, our effort to give back to our community and, 
And, you know, that's, that's what this podcast is really meant to do is to highlight the stories of the people um, and, and the, the power of uh, that self-image and being able to suit up in something that you've never been able to have before is just the cherry on top. But the stories of the people are really what this, this podcast is about. And so we thought it fitting to start with kind of the, the, origin, the origins of Suited for Good. And, uh, you know, I, I'd love to hear some of your adventures of, I mean, at one point uh, we bought a motor home to travel the the Intermountain West and you gave it you gave away hundreds of suits um but yeah tell me so uh maybe we can kind of jump into actually maybe I can kind of share my my part of the story and then I want to I want to ask you more about what uh what your experience was um but just for those who don't know uh I we were asked by a great customer of ours to donate a a tie to help uh one of their friends, and it was right across the street from our, our location, downtown Salt Lake City. Um, so we went to this uh, this gala, and we decided to donate a suit instead of the the tie they requested. And the family was just so grateful and gracious, and and I was able to go and get the bidding up on that suit. It was one of these uh, uh, live auctions, and you know it was kind of I sell suits for a living anyway, so it was fun to to actually kind of call people out and say, hey, you know, this retails at this amount, you gotta you gotta pay at least for what, what the retail is, you know, and, and we got the money up and it was an amazing experience and, and I was overcome with uh gratitude and and feeling emotional and and I remember leaving that building and you were the first person I called. Um and I was very emotional, crying, <laughs> just feeling just so great grateful and also feeling like, wow, this this suit, this is something that we do really well. Uh, this placed in the right situation really had a had a big effect on somebody. And so that's kind of that that phone call between me and you that night was the impetus for what became uh, our foundation. And so, um, you know, right after that, you you agreed 100% that we, we should do something more formal than just... Uh, Kind of the stuff that you know uh, our our predecessors had done more informally and and more behind the scenes and thought you know what we should really see what we can do with our resources here and anyway and that's that's where the foundation and maybe you could talk to uh, you know we started at the the foundation it really wasn't suited for good yet it no. was maybe you can talk about that yeah actually the foundation was to help people. Uh, that that situation that uh, you got involved in with those people that were in dire need of a gal with cancer and her little kids and it was just it, you know it's a scary thought especially to know we're all in that same situation with family and how much we would care if somebody needs help and so the tenets of our of our uh, foundation was to help people with medical needs if they needed just money you know cash to help them through some tough times with mortgages or operations or whatever they needed we want to have money and and and, and the interesting thing is uh, this the suit aspect that that became just two parts of our foundation that suited for good as I look back I remember the very first guy we got a guy and you remember BJ because we we brought a guy in and and, uh, and we filmed him and and uh, 
we all we, we fixed up a suit for him and he never hadn't had a suit for years he'd he'd had his back broken he was a laborer and kind of out on the street and had nothing and yeah we found this guy and and uh <laughs> i remember we were all watching we didn't let him see himself and two of our two of our our sales guys had a mirror and revealed himself that we cut his hair we shave, he got a shave um, it was amazing to watch him. You, you, you'll never forget that. For sure. It changed our lives. Uh, to see this guy, it was, it was the coolest. In fact, I was sitting with a good customer of ours, Bob Gay, and we were at the desk looking when he, they turned around. He looked at himself. He d- took a double take to see himself in the mirror, and he goes, oh, oh, my gosh, that's me? And, and, and Bob and I are over there. We're grown men over there crying because it was so emotional. It was so cool to see that and that that started and, and then of course uh, BJ had the idea how cool would it be to travel and, and 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 have our customers find people or we find people who really have a need that we can not no handouts in this this is about a hand up it, it's been so cool so that's how that started and and I'll let you say a few more things and then I will I'll talk about the, the, the motorhome we bought the, the, the motorhome <laughs> oh the motorhome's great and I yeah, and I, I do remember that first uh, experience. James Sabe was his name. Yeah. And actually, if anybody goes to our Suited for Good Instagram handle, it's the first video. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's it's hard not to, even seeing it 100 times, it's hard not to it's hard to fight the tears back because it was so emotional and the impact was so apparent. Oh. But yeah. I remember also we, um, you know, we – the foundation that we did start was about medical needs for families. Yeah. And it was really about – you know, uh, we we hadn't yet come across the idea of how, how we could give a suit. But um, if you remember, one of our good friends uh, invited us to go to the University of Utah where Lake Mikowski was speaking of Tom's shoes. And he he was saying, you know, he, he was speaking on how he started his business in Argentina. And yeah, you remember? And then we, yeah. we talked. It was like, man, if there's some way, how could we do that? I remember you said to me after uh, after the meeting, it, it was or after that luncheon, you said I could just see your brain working. I, I knew yours was working too. Like, well, what, what, how, how could we do something like this within the within our foundation or something? And and then we to help more masses, the masses, yeah, help people, a lot and, of people. And how do we have it be so that the, you know, you know, Tom's shoes was a one for one. You know, one something sold, one something given. Yeah. So we thought, well, is there any way we could do that? And then we thought, well, it'd be impossible suits. And then, uh, and then if you remember, uh, another friend of ours, um, who was running even Stevens at the time that was doing the sandwiches, Michael McHenry, he, he, we were wrestling with this idea and there were some saying, no, you know, it's already been done. It's, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a marketing tool. It was more like, well, is this something we could do to really uh, make a difference, make a difference in our, in our community. And, and I remember what Michael said to me. He said, "He said, dude, do it." He's like, "It's so cool when you tie a great cause to your business because a, a win for your cause is also a win for your business and vice versa." Yeah. And so that that was when, and and the first guy you mentioned, James Sabe, we actually how we met him was through Catholic Community Services oh, because right. we started calling all around and just trying to figure out, okay, if we're willing to do this and that first year we committed to give a suit for every suit we sold but we really tried to figure out well giving a suit for every suit we sell like if that's going to be 
you know, hundreds of suits in a year, how do we get them on the right people? Because we were interested, we were not interested in just giving a boatload of suits to some organization and just, you know, just writing it off. It was like, how do we give them the feeling and tailor it and make them feel like everybody else feels when they walk into our shop? Yeah. And that's when Catholic Community Services, uh, they, they connected, connected us with James. We since learned a lot. He was homeless, as you remember. And, yeah. and then, you know, after just the, the amazing feelings that we got of seeing that transformation, we also realized that that wasn't a sustainable model to help because, I mean, he didn't even have a home. Yeah. Where do you put the suit? Where do you put the <laughs> suit? And so we, yeah, so we learned a lot. We learned a lot through the process, and we, we started formulating process about you know application and vetting and and yeah. we had a lot of help you remember todd brightwell helped us and yeah. we we had yeah. a lot of great community members in the we had the united way guy too right oh yeah well yeah. we met we met with just a lot of nonprofit organizations yeah. and just a lot of really amazing business leaders helped us formulate um this application process uh, uh, nick Dahl was if you remember nick yeah. he set up all of our our website he did that all Gratis. Yeah, he just did it to help, and, and he set up a, a that, that we still have to this day. And, in fact, for the listener, if you go to suitedforgood.com, you'll get to our landing page. That's something Nick created, and it also has an application process where you can apply for a suit if you feel like you fit what our, what our, uh, you know, what our needs are as far as what we want to see to be able to fit somebody up in a, in a suit at no charge. Um, or you can nominate somebody. So... Anyway, so we did so much work to create a process. We, we formulated a board with amazing business leaders that we met with, uh, I believe it was once a month, to give them an update on what we were doing and, yeah. and how we were moving this forward. And, uh, yeah, that first year we, we outfitted around, I think it was 350. We sold a lot more than that, but uh, so we didn't quite hit our one-for-one. One. So we... we, we we could have hit our one for one if it was just simply just giving suits, giving them away. But it wasn't. It's not. A, it wasn't about that. It isn't about that. And so we, we, we stopped t- talking about one for one. This wasn't about a one for one. This was about getting the right people, and the yeah. right connections. Well, and, and we also had the on the downside of that too. If, if we're going to be totally honest, is we got hooked with uh, some organizations like with the uh, uh, the welfare services, the state of Utah. And we found that th- there are some who would come in and demand different colors, different things, because they already had one this color. And it, was, it became more of a, an entitlement, which we never, ever wanted this to become. This is, was not True. an entitlement. And this was something that, uh, that, that we were funding and we were doing uh, because we wanted to help people. Um, I, I, I want to interject one because one, one of the coolest, and you'll have to tell me his name. I wanted to use this the other day when I was talking. Uh, the uh, the gal you found in in St. George, that her husband had cancer, lost his job. I mean, you brought oh, him up. Yeah. You brought him up. Eric and Amy Alkama. Alkama. Yeah. Yep. That was yeah. seriously. That was one of the coolest. Yeah. Was, it was it was a was moment awesome. for our entire fa- our entire business. Bj <laughs> talked with the wife. We she nominated her husband. She nominated her, her husband, yep. and she he talked to her, and then. They uh, so uh, they lined up uh, a hotel up here, brought the family. I think they had two kids, right, or yep. three, two or yep. three kids. And Amy and and uh, BJ and and Amy had had uh, conspired to uh, uh, not tell James Eric Eric yeah. Eric 
what they were doing. And so we, we, we fed them dinner. They went to a restaurant. They stayed at a hotel. And Amy just happened to be walking on a Saturday morning past our store and says, hey, Eric, let's, 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 go, in let's go in here. <laughs> Seriously, and we, we videotaped it. It was, it, we were all in tears. It was like the coolest thing. He goes, what? And then we says, we, anyway, we fitted him up. We had the tailors. We did it all right then. We took pictures. We took video. This guy was so overwhelmed. The family was so overwhelmed. It, the kids, it was so amazing. And then we gave him a check. Uh, from our foundation as well, and it was one of the coolest things. I'll never forget that, ever. Yeah. No, no, anybody who was there would never forget it. And, and that's what kind of made us think, how can we get this feeling for our employees and for ourselves more and more because we have so much. And, 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 and these people, there's people out there who just can't quite get up over. And all we got to do is give them that hand up. They look at themselves for the first time and say, oh, my gosh, I can get that job. I can get a better job. I can become who I really am. Yeah. It's 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 huge. It's been fun. I mean, there there we've had so many stories like that, and uh, that personal. That's that's where we're at now. And and so if 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 a listener wants to nominate somebody, we're it's it's tricky because we don't have strict parameters about, you know, how much somebody makes or, you know, there there isn't what it is 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 will this suit, uh, really help them. Uh, either change their tra trajectory or enhance their lives, will it be something that, you know, that will, yeah, that will ha have high impact for them? And, you know, as, as Dad just mentioned, I mean, uh, our foundation that we originated, I mean, that was about helping people in financial dire straits. And so that can be a component of it as well, as we have done with quite a few uh, Suited for Good recipients that, I've been through some financial hardships. There was a there was a gentleman last year that his home burned down, and wow. so to be able to get him a new suit and and just you know it was pretty recent. He still had the burns on his hands and his arms, and he had to wear the uh, the bandages so it didn't get on the suit. And and then to be able to give him some money to help and and you know the 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 podcast isn't to talk about um, you know we're not trying to tout what we're doing. We're trying to, we're trying to share what the stories have been and really to inspire other people to, to look for opportunities in their own spheres, whether it's in business or to when, when you, when you open yourself up and you share and you give a lot comes back, more comes back to you than what you're actually giving away. Um, I'd like to hear more about the, uh, the motorhome next. I mean, that was, that was a, I mean, that motorhome, you, you traveled a couple different times over, what, the span of two years of... Yeah, we, we did some major travel. And that, just, just so the record's clear, I was definitely the one pushing for that. He was, we, I remember we had that old camper growing up, and it was a lot of maintenance, it was a lot of headache, and you were, yeah, what was, what is it, the happiest day of your life is when you buy a camper, and the happy, the two, this two happiest days, the second happiest day is the day you sell it, <laughs> Yeah. and then I get you to, to buy one in your... In your mid, uh, your early 60s, yes. maintenance and headaches and this hey, was, Dad, buy this motorhome. Let's. This was a get class. The country. This was a class A motorhome, and not only was it a class A, it was really, really nice. Uh, we did spend several dollars on it, and then we ended up donating all that to the foundation. But Sue and I bought this motorhome, and we had it. We had it um, skinned. What is it called? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we put. We put. My dad, who's now 93, still doing really well, and then 
uh, Brandon, BJ, and myself on the side. Then we put Suited for Good, and we had pictures of, of, uh, of what we do in, in kind of our UWM men's shop. And we traveled, and, and we, uh, we went to St. George once. I remember, I'll never forget, we went to St. George, and, and one of our friends down there had a radio station, and so they, they put on, uh, um, on the air that we find somebody that would be cool that needs a suit to help him get a better job, who's maybe having a really tough time just to make them feel good about themselves. And we had several candidates, and, and one, one in particular was, was a, uh, a young man, a big kid, and uh, he, he's, he got on the air and says, I wanna nominate my dad. He's 83, he's raised all of us kids, doesn't own a suit, and I would love to see my dad because he deserves it more than anybody I know. He's just been sacrificed everything for us. So anyway, uh, we got this guy, and we did a bunch of stuff. It was a lot of fun. And we got this old old dude in there, and he's a rancher and a farmer, and he grew cotton, and he grew peanuts down there, and, he, and honey. And um, and we got him all decked out, and he, he you know we we measured him up, and then we had to send the suits down because we didn't have suits to give them right then, but we fit them up. And, uh, and then the, uh, the son was just so happy, just a great big kid. And, and we asked him, he says, so do you have a suit? Oh, no, no, I've never been able to have a suit, but my, this, is, this has made my day. So we look at each other and we say, you know what? Let's get you a suit. No, 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 I, no, no, it's, it's, I don't need, I'm, I can buy my own. No, let's do this. And y you, can, you couldn't wipe the, f the, the, the uh, smile off his face nor, nor us. It was so incredible. Later that day after we were at the motorhome fitting these guys up, we'd come in, we'd fit them. And uh, he comes back with some of his from, his, from his dad. He says, my dad wants you to have these, these peanuts that we grow and, 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 and two great big jars of, of uh, natural honey off their honey mm -hmm. from their bees. And it was like, it just may not seem like a lot, but to us it was everything because these people, you know, had heart and they loved each other and they, this is their way of showing their gratitude and, and we ended up getting pictures of all of them and they got all fitted up and they uh, showed us pictures of a of a wedding of one of the kids and the dad was there and he was there and they looked better than anyone and it was that was so cool but we had our motorhome man we were in Richfield we went to we went all the way to Nellis Air Force Base and in uh, in Las Vegas uh, and fitted up some vets it was that was fun um, you guys went down to Arizona with the John Vulcan oh. Academy too. Now John Vulcan Academy, that's we got to know about them because we we uh, uh, we clothe the graduates of the Other Side Academy here in Salt Lake, and 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 and, and we love those guys. These guys are hardworking, great great guys. We uh, Sue and I and, and our friends Mike and Diane Ford went down to uh, in the motorhome to uh, Gilbert, Arizona to the John Vulcan Academy. Now, John Vulcan is a, a pretty wealthy dude, and he started this academy. He, it's kind of the sister company to the Other Side Academy. And, and we pull in there, and it's, um, they got a great big house, and they let us stay. We didn't stay in the motorhome there. They had a room where we, uh, upstairs, a couple apartments that uh, the Fords and uh, Sue and I went in. And uh, we uh, kind of just got into the society. We they were going to have 22 guys graduate, and we told them we'd fit them up. So we went down, and I measured them all. And, uh, 
and we even measured John, who didn't want one, and, and I'm sure he could afford as many as he wanted, but we ended up doing him as well. And uh, watching these guys, uh, and, and, and the pictures they sent us after we, we measured them, and, and uh, they sent a picture back, and I'm telling you, to, to see the picture, 22 guys and John in the middle of all of them, if, if you were to see that picture, it was like graduating MBAs from Harvard. Clean, cut, great guys that have, had, had been on had drug problems. They were, uh, it was their last resort. They were going to spend their lives in prison for the terrible things they do from, from drug addictions and things. And they had turned around their lives. It's a two-year program. They turned around their lives. And the, the cherry on the top was for us to be able to clothe these guys. They're, they were just beaming. It's, and one other little small caveat is we... Uh, we were there. Th we we went to dinner with them, and they had a, 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 a cafeteria, so we'd go in and sit. And they let us go first. And believe me, these guys eat because they work hard. They have they have construction companies, they have window washing companies, they 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 uh, stable horses, and they're cleaning horses, and they have gardens and farms. It's it's amazing. But anyway, we sat and ate dinner with them, and they let us go first. That's just the way it was, and so we went through kind of cafeteria style. And as we were sitting, eating, and talking, we just sat at the table with all these guys, and, and uh, it was like we've known these people our entire life. It was so easy, so it was humbling. And, and Sue and I sat there, and we watched some parents drop off a kid, straggly, upset. You could tell he's just daggers in his eyes. He wasn't happy. And they, they kind of came in, he had dinner with everybody, and then they went off. And, and <coughs> excuse me, the next day, uh, we're we're walking around fitting. We had a bunch of these guys. We had to we had to measure for suits. We saw this kid, and you wouldn't believe the kid. They cut his hair, but his demeanor, his eyes, his aura had changed. He wasn't mean and rotten and 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 hating. You could just feel that he just kind of had that innocent look about him, and just so eager to learn, be like these other guys. This was just the next day. This was the next day. Huh. You can't imagine how cool that was. To measure, but he didn't get measured because he, you know, he, he's got two years ahead of him. You know, first day is one day, the last yeah. day is something else. But these guys were accomplished, and they'd leave this program and they'd be in society. They could, they can work. They know how to work, and they. Uh, I don't know if you can ever conquer a, a, an addiction, but if anybody's done it, the Other Side Academy and John Vulcan Academy have done it. Yeah. And we've we love that that experience. Yeah, we'll never forget. We still talk about it. Well, thanks for sharing that. I think uh, you, you mentioned the Other Side Academy, and that, that has been one of those nonprofits that we've continued to work with that we started with. And, yeah, I, you know, I think it, it, that's a good segue into, uh, you know, we, we started off talking about the first guy we outfitted was homeless, and it didn't, it didn't help. It didn't help. It, it, didn't made, help it made us feel really good. Yeah. It made us feel really good, and it was really impactful to see the change and, and you know, to, to – you can envision what this homeless, straggly hair, uh, dirty clothes, holy shoes. I mean, you can envision him, and then you can envision someone who looks like the CEO right from the the movie Mad Men. That's what that was. That was that transition. It yeah. was like immediate. It was within 45 minutes of get, cutting his hair and fitting his suit and all the stuff that we did. It was immediate, but it didn't have lasting effect, and so. I think a good segue to be to talk about, you know, what is the what is the power of this? Because 
um, the power of this suit for our first guy, James, who uh, one of our customers spotted on the streets a year later who had hair straggly again and was back on the streets versus like the all the other hundreds of people that we've been able to outfit that have continued to to progress and you know what I mean yes. so there's like there's this you know there's the impact of of knowing you look your best and knowing that you can hang with anybody you can walk into any room and and feel empowered and feel secure and confident and but what you know what what are the lessons that you've learned and that maybe I'll, I'll share a couple that I've learned about you know well well what's the impact yeah the impact and it's true and if if you've ever you know the excitement of getting something new and BJ mentioned a few min- minutes ago is our idea and our guys uh, all our guys here who sell clothing they recognize um, this isn't anything they get paid to do there this is something they get to do and and I think that's the beauty of it they get to help these guys and give them the exact same experience for a guy spending thousands of dollars on a suit for a guy who's getting free and and the 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 impact and and I've we've talked to many people over the years now after they've gotten their suit and and they get to go places and they interview and they said we just feel so confident because we know we know the experience you treated us like a human being uh, who was paying for this but yet you were giving it to us and they, they there was no difference and they felt wonderful and we've watched the the progress we've had people come back and talk to us and call us and show us how what they've accomplished with their their newfound confidence you know a lot of, a lot of us go through times in life where we don't believe now that we've had a failure or two that we're destined for failure and for someone to you know grab you by the arm and say you know you're not a failure you've had some problems but you're not a failure and let's show you what you still are inside let's just put this cherry on top so it, it's very impactful yeah i think uh you know w- some of the, the more impactful ones for me have been um especially the people that have never had a similar experience and there are you know there are a lot of men that have never uh been able to experience um maybe this this feeling like hey i look the best i can possibly look i i and many of them haven't felt like they look like james bond and that feeling that a lot of us take for granted whether it's man or woman when you you put on your your best attire it's an important day you're showered you're clean you're you just got a fresh haircut and you're putting on that crisp white shirt and tie and a and a beautifully tailored suit or whatever it is you know, we take that feeling for granted that you can walk into any room and any building anywhere and know, and, and people, when they see you, that first impression is, oh, this person is for real. This person deserves to be taken seriously. This person, this person deserves and demands my respect. And so for me, having people come out of the dressing room in that suit and tie, having never had that experience, especially it's it's not the same to go to like a department store and get a suit that you're piecing together the pants and the coat and hoping i mean you don't even know you don't even know if the sleeves are right you don't know if the shoulders are right you don't know if the pants what's the length on the pants are they are does the rise fit how i'm built whatever so to actually go into a 
high-end men's shop like like ours, where you have experts, like as you mentioned, the salespeople that that uh, we're so fortunate to work with, they're experts, and they they take take somebody who's never even been attended to at a, at a store, let alone serviced, and they they advise our recipients. They re- advise them as if they were a client, like you said, spending yeah. thousands of dollars on a on an outfit and. And they advise them and they say, hey, you know what? Look, your sleeve should hit here. You know, your, your tie should be tied like this. Your, your, your slacks should go to this length on your ankle or whatever. They're advising them. And so once they've had that advice and then they've had a master tailor, the same person who works on a, a, a thousand plus dollar suit handmade in Italy, that that same tailor is working on their suit and making sure that that it fits their body because everybody has a different body type. And so there's all these nuances that you, you wouldn't even think about that a lot of people, even people who can afford it have never experienced that, Oh wait, this is personalized to me. And so then when that person walks out of the dressing room and sees himself in the mirror and they see all these details that we've, we've made them aware of, of sleeve length and how it should fit in the waist and, you know, Oh, you're built like this. You know, you should, you should wear, wear it like this so that it, you know, it, it, uh, you know, accentuates your, your positive attributes and minimizes your negative, uh, physical attributes or the things that you see as negative. But anyway, having them stand in front of the mirror and just see that glint in their eye, like, wow, I look amazing. And knowing that that, that translates when they walk out of our doors and they walk into whatever it is that they feel is important. And I remember you mentioned the, uh, the, the uh, CEO of United Way, one of our early discussions with him. And, you know, he was tr- trying to help us find the, the right nonprofits to work with. And, and he just, he mentioned about, well, you know, maybe, but maybe a suit isn't necessary for, you know, the guy who's uh, applying to McDonald's. Or, and I, I remember saying to him, actually, I don't, I'm, I'm maybe going to push back on that because if I have two applicants that come in and one is sloppily dressed and isn't put together and I have someone who walks in, who's taken the time and looks put together in a suit that fits that person, my immediate, and you, you know, we can, we can criticize it all day long that it's judgmental. It's X, Y, and Z. It's like, it's just our human nature that if somebody is put together and details are all aligned, my brain automatically assumes that they are detailed and aligned. And so if I'm going to choose just strictly even off of that, then I'm going to choose the person who is uh, attention to detail and has that glint in their eye like, hey, I'm, I'm a big deal and I, I demand I, respect. I, I have to throw in when I'm listening to you because it's true. Uh, what you say, everything is true. And I keep thinking about the guy himself, when you're dressed and you know you look as good as you can look, I mean, it's, this is something for you, the confidence you have for an interview, for walking in that room, it changes. So <laughs> you may not have had that, but once you, once you know you can do this, once you have the confidence, what can't you do? Nothing. You can do everything. It's confidence. If, the, if you as an as employer trying to hire you want to have somebody who, who, who not only looks, but also can say the right things. And if you feel that way about yourself, then you can go and do anything. And, and we've seen that. Yeah. We've watched that. I tell you, so many guys, I, I don't remember the percentages of, of the people who have got a better job 
or a job going in for interviews, it's, it's phenomenal. Well, that first year, when after we outfitted the 350 so or so uh, folks, if you remember Cody, <laughs> Cody, who's uh, one of our long time and just an amazing uh, employee and salesperson and friend, he, uh, he actually took the time out of his, his busy schedule to call each one of them, yeah. uh, call an email, and half of them got back to us. Only half of those first 350 recipients got back to us, but of the half that got back to us, it was like 83% had either gotten a better job or had better their lives, so yes. to your point. But I also think it's interesting on that, that first impression, you know, somebody walks into a job interview and they're put together and they look like they, they have taken some time to make sure that their presentation is the best possible. It's interesting when you're on the other side interviewing that person, your mind, your mind is going to confirm whatever your brain is seeing. And so if I'm, if I'm interviewing somebody and, and they look sloppy or my mind, and, but there's, let's say that same person who looks sloppy hasn't taken the time to put themselves together, hasn't, hasn't dressed appropriately for the occasion, and they're saying all the right things, there's immediate cognitive dissonance for me where I'm like, wait a sec, I don't believe they're saying the right things, but something's just not driving here. Like yeah, I don't, yeah. it's, it's your brain is constantly trying to overcome what your physical, what you're seeing physically. And that I, I truly believe 100% that the opposite is true as well, that if when somebody comes in, at least in my experience, when somebody's come to interview for, for us and our company and they look the part, they could actually say something that doesn't align with that. And my mind is trying to confirm what the look is like. And I'm thinking, well, they must have just misspoke. I'm sure they didn't mean that. <laughs> I'm sure X, Y, and Z, because the power of that impression on our brains as humans it, you know, like it or love it, or like it or hate it, like it's it's just a reality, and so that's what I love about Suda for Good, because it levels the playing field. And whether, I mean, part of our mission right now with uh, UWM Shop and the the, the shop we've op uh, the shops we've opened with Tom Knox, is how cool would it be if anybody who came into our shop was able to walk out with a new suit, whether they can afford it or not, if because the impact is so powerful. The impact on their psyche and on their future of having this confidence is huge. And so that's how we, we do feel that way. I mean, we feel like, you know, our suits aren't, aren't cheap, but um, our opening price range, we believe are, is affordable. And we believe it's worth saving. If you can't afford it now, it's worth saving to buy. And if it's not even in the realm of possibilities, even if you save money for a year and you wouldn't be able to afford it, well, you might be a candidate for our Suitor for Good program. <laughs> and so... And we've done that. We just believe that the impact is so powerful on our own psyche. Yeah. I, 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 I can't agree more. And I, and I know, of course, we're, we're preaching to the choir when you and I are talking, but we've, we've, we back all this up with our experiences. We've seen the change in people's lives. We see immediately when they look at themselves, sometimes for the very first time. I mean, we've watched it. it, it it's amazing. Yeah. They, they, can't, they can't stop looking at themselves and think, oh my gosh, this is, this is me. 
Uh, and and if, you, if you just think about that for a few seconds, if you know that's you, you can do anything. And I think that's been remarkable. And we've watched it uh, for thousands of suits now. Yeah. This is a big deal. Well, and maybe that's, maybe that's a good place to, to end this introductory podcast. And, and where uh, the impact that this has on people, that's what we hope to dive into with the recipients that we'll, we'll interview on the, on the podcast and also uh, some of the partners we've had and, and you know, what they've seen the impact can be. And, and we invite everybody who's listening today um, you know, if you can think in your, in your immediate circle, I guarantee there's somebody who's struggling, uh, who, you know, this could really impact their lives and don't hesitate to jump on our suited for good, uh, website and nominate them. We love, as you can tell, I mean, over this little discussion we've had over the last little bit, we love the stories. We love the impact that suited for good can have on people. And that's why it's so fun to do. And that's why we want to do more of it. So uh, I think it's a great place to, to, to kind of end this discussion. Um, Bart, what, what else do you have to, to add to, to finalize our, our chat here? I'm just going to mention one more thing. Uh, you asked, asked me earlier, you know, my career at, at UWM or Utah Woolen Mills. Um, it, it's interesting when I speak with people, they ask me, you know, what I do, and I tell them, and almost without question it goes to uh, are suited for good because that sets us apart yeah we we do have if not the finest uh, men's store in the country one of the and but what sets us apart is we want everyone to participate in that feeling that you have and 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 for me the highlight in my career and my life i think has been um, the idea of suited for good uh, and helping and seeing it transform people's lives so they can help others as well. Because most people that we've dealt with, they want to pay it forward. You know, they really want to pay it forward. They want others to have this. Other Side Academy and John Vulcan Academy are perfect examples of let's pay it forward. Let's, let's get others to see what we see and get some help for them. So that's what I think. Love it. Well, Dad, it was fun interviewing you and uh, learning more about you and uh, to all of our, our Listeners, I'm sure we're starting out small, but uh, we're grateful for you to join us on this journey as we as we dig deeper into the stories of uh, the recipients of our Student for Good program. Thanks, and we'll talk soon.